I feel like recently I have, for me, hit a bit of a life milestone that I'd like to share with you. I, uh, I, I used to stop and look at golf clubs and think, you know, like you think, uh, I'll be over here just looking at this or guitars that for me, I, I like guitars, I'll uh, stop and stare at a guitar and think, man, wouldn't I be better if I just had that. The other day I did this with a, uh, one of those morning pill organizers, <laughs> you know, I had a, uh, just had a moment where I thought, I'm just to the point where I'm taking a lot of, I'm taking a lot, I'm taking more pills than, you, than I used to. And every morning I've got to fish those out of their own individual things, your vitamins and your, uh, and your allergy medication. And I just imagined my life with a pill organizer. This wasn't ironic either. I was, it wasn't a bit, I'll do those sometimes in stores. But I was looking at this pill box thinking, huh, imagining what it would be like to put my vitamins in there. And so I'd get organized, put my vitamins in there, my allergy medicine, a few spritz of Flonase, and then just shut them and be ready for the week. <laughs> and I just thought, man, wouldn't life just be a little... Now, really what it boils down to is I want some sort of order. Like if something could just... It, it, it just looks nice going Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. It, it, it's, it's, it's just wonderful to have it laid out and things in the proper order. And I'll go into my children's rooms and go, this needs to be in order. Put things where they, how hard is it to put things where they belong? And then <laughs> Rachel will say, You've got a lot of shoes under your bed. I don't, take, I don't walk them in there to my closet and put them where they belong. I am not in order. I want everyone else to be in order. But I'm not in order. I don't have it all together. And I doubt I'll ever will. I, I really doubt it. I've, my whole life I've struggled with my brain being somewhere else other than what my hands are doing. I've, we, we made chili one time. That's good. That wasn't planned. It was good chili. It's spicy. It was back before we, it was, we had young kids. They weren't eating chili anyway. So we made it spicy and it was delicious. And then, you know how chili gets when you put it in the refrigerator, gets better. Chili and enchiladas, that's it. It gets better in the fridge. We were excited about that. Opened up the fridge. Where's the chili? We couldn't find it. I'd put it in the Tupperware, put it back in the Tupperware drawer. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Chili does not get better in the Tupperware drawer. It's just, it's not the packaging. It's the temperature, apparently. I've never, but outside of myself, like what I want in the world around, especially as I get older, I want some sort of order. Some sort of having it together. And if, if it's the, the restaurant you go to and they, this place isn't organized the way I want it to be. 
Well, what I'm really mad about is the fact that I'm not really organized the way I want it to be. As long as I can see my flaws in other people, then it's much easier to process. I also want some sort of semblance of order because as I get older, the, like, the chaos in the world around us is just... It's not worse now. There are people who say, like, you know, it's worse than it was better when we were kids. You know, we used to have, like, lawn darts and stuff, and no one got hurt. But you just also didn't have the news. Can you imagine having 24-7 news and lawn darts? That's all that would be on the news. It's not worse now. But as you experience death and brokenness and chaos and sorrow and grief. Sometimes it feels as though we are grasping for some semblance of hope. Maybe we can put our hope in having that thing, or maybe we can put our hope in having it the way we want it, or maybe we can put our hope in just, if we could just get it right, that would be great. Man, I look around the room and I see people who have been Christians for 80, 90, 100 years. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> no, you've been, you've been a Christian a long time. Long time Christians. How many of you have just, and uh, be careful, how many of you have figured it out? Figured it out? Nope, nope, nope. Okay, good. I don't feel like I'm going to get there either. And that frustrates me. There's no, there, there, it's just brokenness in this world and brokenness in me. And I just want a sense of order. And I, and I just want a sense sometimes of control. Because if I don't do it, who will? Somebody who's going to do it wrong, right? saw the type A personalities in the room just light up. I mean, someone else will do it, but they'll color outside the lines. I don't like that. So we, we are grasping sometimes for order, sometimes for, but it's, as the world seems out of control, as life and brokenness and chaos seems out of control, what we're actually hoping for is some sort of control. That's why we get in church fights, ain't it? Over silly stuff. Now, not here. <laughs> well, I thought it would have been best if he wouldn't have done that. To me, that's what church complainer sounds like. It's like this. <laughs> Somebody's going to go home, go to lunch and be like, was he talking about me? <laughs> no. Man, you can leave places where you, where we have sung about Jesus being alive and go, wasn't perfect. Yeah, because it's being led by imperfection and, 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 and being taught by imperfection and 
you're sitting next to imperfection. And when, when, when we can get into church and we're like, well, I'll control this. See, that was the problem in Philippi. Is there seems to be some people in Philippi who were frustrated that their opinion wasn't being heard out and followed. And they're, they're arguing amongst themselves. There were factions. Team Euodia. They were the home team. Team Syntyche. Also the home team. And that's the problem, isn't it? They feel ownership. They feel this sense of, like, this, if this doesn't go right, then we'll... Who will make it right? And he says, Paul writes them and is peppering in these unity phrases. Be of the same mind of Christ Jesus. Being the same mind of me. Rejoice. I rejoice and I'm glad. You too should rejoice and be glad. Just built into that sentence is a unity and joy. Man, I, I don't know. I was thinking while we were singing... I never feel closer to people than I'm when I'm worshiping God with them. Just close second is chips and salsa. <laughs> but there's something to that, isn't it? Unleavened bread, fruit of the vine, it's all the same. But there's this there's this closeness I feel to you guys here that we're all, we all, some of you I don't even know what you do for a living or what you did for a living. And we'll find that out over time. But what I do know is that whenever we say he is risen, we trust in that. That, that brings us together. That I believe that Jesus, that the tomb actually is empty. That Jesus is actually alive. That the throne is occupied. And we are of the same mind. We are unified around this day. We have tried, churches have tried and failed to be unified over what we thought Romans meant. Or what we thought Ephesians was hinting at. We've tried and failed to, to be unified over exactly how to live out this particular passage. And our opinions have divided us. Our, our, our own control over something has, has fractured us apart. But there are people in all sorts of churches all over this place saying he is risen. We're all claiming that a man who died just stopped it. He just stopped being dead. When you boil it down, there, there, are, there are people that, we di that you disagree with, like about oh, like this verse and that verse and this practice and that practice all over this town, but we are all claiming, we are all proclaiming. 
that the resurrection is real. The most absurd thing we say and believe. We're all there. That the tomb is empty, that, 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 the, that the burial clothes are no longer his clothes, and he wears the clothes of a king. That he sits on the throne. If we are to be of the same mind, if we are to be unified, it has to be an Easter-based unification. It has to be a resurrection unity. It can't exist otherwise. When Paul is trying to unite a church that is on the verge of fracturing, he says... What you need is the same mind as Christ Jesus who humbled himself. And he leads them down the road of Jesus and then shows them the throne. He leads them to the cross of Christ and shows them the tomb. That's the only way, the only hope this this church in Philippi has at unity and it's the only hope we have too. Is that there is a resurrection and it's real and there's a throne and it is occupied. That Jesus ascended to the throne and he is king. That the resurrected Savior rules and I am the beneficiary of such a thing. I... Uh, I have just a hope for the church that we can focus ourselves regularly on the resurrection. But I know that's tough. Right? Because you, your salsa will get low at lunch. I had, I had a tough couple of days, the past two days. Not, not super hard. Just, you know those days where you think, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to fix this, but you can't fix that because like four other things break. I, I appreciate her empathizing with me. It's sweet. She's sweet. But there is, I was in, in bed last night and I told Rachel, I was like, it's so crazy to think I've had some crummy days on Holy Saturday. To be frustrated, and that's fine. Like, you don't have to pretend to be happy. There can be broken, there can be hardship, there can be difficulty. When I show up at the tomb, it reminds me that Jesus is calling to me to something more. Man, we can reverse that, can't we? We can call Jesus to be something less. Tomb is empty, but we kind of want Jesus to be, I don't know, American? Or our particular doctrine, we want Jesus, we want, we, we take Jesus and pile on top of him things that we wished he would support. And Jesus just never quite seems to stay buried where we put him. 
I, I am so thankful that Jesus regularly calls my eyes to the empty tomb and my heart to the throne. To remember, to remember that like my way, my control, like I can fall backwards and trust and have faith in the God who conquers death. And my, my Lord, we need a God who conquers death. We felt it in the brokenness and chaos of our world. We need a God who conquers death. And here we are, worshiping one who does. It doesn't take the sting of death away, but we know its victory is short-lived. And that, the, that Jesus on the throne, that the Jesus who rules, this one that God lifted up so that every name will be lower than the name of Jesus. He will be exalted above every name. And at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. I believe that is true. I don't... I don't want for God to pronounce his name, for God to announce the king's return, and that be the first time I bend a knee. I want to live the way of Jesus. I want us to live the way of Jesus. I want us as a church to live the way of Jesus, not the way of control. You know, if, if the world knows us as, especially knows Christians, as a group of people who are just, they only see us when we don't get our way and we decide to pick it. We decide to protest. If the world sees Christianity as just a bunch of people who holler when they don't get their way, you can be assured they are seeing a kingdom who is not ruled by the resurrected king. Not ruled by the king who humbled himself and submitted to death, even death on a cross, the death of a criminal, and chose to be exalted by God, not to exalt himself. You can be sure that those who submit, that those who are humble, the path of Jesus doesn't end with me claiming my own throne. But it ends with me following Jesus to his. And the cross is empty. And Jesus might be calling you out of your tomb. That can, that can be tough. Some of our tombs are gold-plated. But he's calling you nonetheless to a life of humility, a life of loving your neighbor, of praying for your enemy, for forgiving those, a life of forgiving those who harm you, and trusting fully, trusting fully in the resurrection power we find. In the, in the hope that God has offered. That 
death will not win. Sin will not win. Chaos and brokenness have no victory here, but the empty tomb and the occupied throne call us to follow the king. Let's pray together. Father, we are in need of hope. And we're in need of a king. Whenever we try to grab control of life, when we try to get our way, God, it just never quite works out. And we're not coming to you today to ask you to make things always work out for us. We're coming to you today to worship. Because you have already worked things out through your son. That no matter what humiliation leads me to death, I know I will not stay there. That my tomb will be empty. And I will worship at your throne. God, unite us in your resurrection. Unite the Christians of Tyler around your resurrection. Help us to do good in this world. May your kingdom come. It will be done on earth as it is in heaven. It's in your son's name we pray.